When your child is struggling, as a parent, you need support. Welcome to Beyond Risk and Back. I'm at the 46th Annual Psychotherapy Associates Winter Symposium. This is in Colorado Springs, and once again, I get my hands on the experts. The men and women who are speaking at this conference, the, the, the other people having booths here, this is where all the experts in the industry of mental health and addiction and recovery gather to share the information they have, and I wanna get it into your hands. So thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Beyond Risk and Back. What a lot of people don't know about Fire Mountain Residential Treatment Center is that Fire Mountain was the name of my martial arts school. It all started there with martial arts. I began studying martial arts in uh, seventh grade after I got beat up by a girl in the hallway. And um, it, nothing, uh, nothing against the girl. She was a great fighter, uh, much better than I was anyway. Uh, <laughs> It, it was it was the thing that set me on the path because back when I was in junior high, uh, bullying was still an extremely intense experience uh, with very little oversight and no no recourse to to rules around around it. It was still a boys will be boys experience. So uh, that that set me on a path that just wanted to be able to protect myself, and it, it all came kind of came out in the wash in the first couple of weeks of 11th grade when I finally confronted the bully in the hallway in front of everybody. Um, not her. Not, she was not my bully, <laughs> let's be clear. She actually became my girlfriend in ninth grade, and that's the insanity of childhood. But I'm talking with Teresa Vera, and she has a program uh, called Martial Arts and Mental Health. And we're here in Colorado Springs, and uh, she's my first show of the day, and we're we're just going to talk about a, a couple things. Number one, Teresa, I want to talk about how, um, you know, why you think martial arts and mental health go together. And, and we discussed it off air. We, we get it. I want parents to understand because uh, certainly um, every, a lot of parents know the benefits of martial arts but might be afraid that their kid, who is a little rough around the edges, um, would do the right thing with it. So I want to talk about that. But um, I also want to talk about the mental health aspect that, that you do with with the family. So, Teresa, please talk about first why you're here at the symposium, who you're here with, and, you know, how you got into the business. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, I'm here at the symposium because there's lots of connections to be made, and I always like to have resources to give people because, you know, one person can't do it all. Right. So who and where can I send people to get the the help that's going to be the best fit? Right. So the martial arts uh, and mental health program for the kiddos that come and they come from ages five all the way. We now have an adult program, too. Nice. So we 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 cover the range, the whole gamut for the family. Um, we even have um, a grandpa that's coming. So. The movement piece of the martial arts is so good for kids. You know, kids these days, what are they doing? They're on their phones. Right. They're doing video games. Um, the younger ones are coming home, and they're staying inside. You know, they don't have a dinner bell that their mom rings because they're out in the woods like I had growing up. It's just a different world. Mine so. was a chuck wagon triangle. <laughs> yeah, we had a big, a big bell. Yep. Um, so the movement, of course, 
it helps just relieve stress and relieve anxiety. Actually, a lot of the kids that come have anxiety. Sure. But anxiety may look like anger. Yeah. They may be getting in fights, which, like you said, some, some of the parents question, wait a minute, my kid, you know, got in trouble at school for fighting, and you want to teach him martial arts? Right. But it's, it builds confidence and discipline and self-efficacy. You know, if I know I can take that bully down, I don't need to. You know what else right? I have found is very amazing through the years of doing martial arts at the facility itself is that it settles the nervous system of the boys. Mm -hmm. And partly is because there's usually a, an adult man around who they know can take them. And that sounds completely Neanderthal. <laughs> but the truth is, is that they are looking. Children want boundaries. Children yes. want to know where the edges of the universe are. And martial arts provides that. You see your own limitations. You see other people's limitations. And you recognize they may be in different places. And boys knowing that someone in the house could keep them safe. Someone in the house could hold them down. Someone in, They settle down. And that, that's do. a big deal. It's very interesting. They do. And it's really interesting when we have the girls in there. Right? Because yeah. <laughs> the boys actually settle down even more um, because they want to do whatever the next movement they're being taught. They want to do it well to impress the girls. We've always, we've always also taught the girls because 100% of the girls in my facility have been attacked at some point, sexually assaulted, and I'm, I don't want it to ever happen again. I want them to know exactly what to do. I'm going to teach you how to poke an eye out. Not so they hard. can take care of themselves. Absolutely. For sure. So now you've got the martial arts piece, and then mm -hmm. you've got a mental health piece that rides right alongside of that. So do the kids go to martial arts and then do the mental health piece? Do they, they like do. what happens? Okay. So they do the martial arts piece, and then um, they get down on the mats after they've done their they're kicking and they're hitting, sure. and, you know, and all the all those pieces, and they're really doing group therapy. So they're stretching. Surprise. Right? Yeah, they're, they're stretching, right? And um, let's make sure we, we, we cool down those muscles, right? Right. And they're, they're talking about There's always a theme for the day, but we also let it be led by the kids. So, for example, there was one week um, we started doing the, our group theme, and one of the kids raised their hands and said, um, there was a suicide at my school, Oof. and my school won't talk about it. So we want to talk. I want to talk about it now. Wow! Absolutely. So whatever the group needs, and that you know that's how group therapy should be run anyway. Yeah. It shouldn't be. Oh, I, I, the therapist, have an agenda, <laughs> right? In my brilliance, <laughs> I have decided our our yeah. conceptualization. Yes, for the this day. is what you all need to talk <laughs> about this week. So they're getting therapy in a way that's different than coming and sitting on the couch. And, you know, let's talk about your feelings. Right. Tell me about your mom. Yeah. So they do end up talking about their feelings. And their moms. And their moms. <laughs> oh, one, one kid, one week, he's like, yeah, y'all, I just want to tell you, my mom went to prison on Monday. Ugh. This was a Wednesday. So one of the kids actually said, and how do you feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, made us laugh. So this is interesting. You're, these, it sounds like these kids are coming to an event. Is this after school? Is this weekly? Is this a daily thing? Is this for your treatment program? Like, uh, d Describe this program. What, what, so are, what, are, what, am, what am I bringing my kid to? You're bringing your kid to an, an actual martial arts program where okay. they're, 
they're, you know, punching on targets and kicking on targets, and, you know, they're doing the jumping jacks, you know, all, all of that piece. We actually have a dojo in our office suites. Okay. So, which is really cool because it's all, you know, one-stop shopping, so to speak. Nice. Um, we do the Little Dragons, so starting at age five. It's a very, very popular little kids program that martial arts schools use all over. You get licensed for it. Little, little Dragons is very, very important for child development. Um, so that one's on Tuesday, and our programs, they start at 6 o'clock. They go 6 to about 7.15. We used to run a little longer, but it was, it was too much for, for the kids. Um, and then we also we do the older kids on Wednesday, same time frame. And we just last week started an adult group on Thursday. And then we have an all-age group on Saturdays starting at 10 a.m. You were telling me off the air that uh, you're getting kids, uh, you know, teenagers and stuff like that mm -hmm. out of the court system that, you know, that, yes. that comes to you out of diversion and stuff like that. Yes, we are. Okay. So that's actually how we first heard about it. So there's Senate Bill 215. Yes. Is, you know, marijuana revenue money. Uh -huh. um, so some of the kids are being, being um, paid that way. That's how our services are being paid. But teen court, you know, is a really awesome program. Uh, so the kids are sentenced by their peers. So Teen Court was looking for some different type of programs as opposed to just life skills and other types of diversion programs. So we heard that they were looking for something like that, and that's what inspired my business partner to come up with the martial arts and mental health program. He's been doing martial arts uh, like 45 years. Wow. Yeah, so... Just out of my own curiosity, mm -hmm. what kind of martial arts is it? Oh, I get asked that all the time, um, and I never remember. <laughs> <laughs> is it three short words or one? <laughs> I know he does um, a mixture. Um, he does an Okinawan style. That's karate. And, okay. And he does something else. And I, I, I'm not the martial arts person. <laughs> well, you said you'd bring him by to spar. I mean, meet with me later. I would love to. <laughs> Now, you also run parenting groups. Yes. And this is your private practice, or this is this is connected to the, the martial arts mental health? So it's the martial arts program is within our private practice. Got it. Okay. Um, so I do a free parent support group the same time. It's free. It's free. Okay. And open to the community. So you don't have to have your kiddo in the martial arts program. Because that also is not going to be for everybody, Right. right? So, and maybe your kiddo is in therapy somewhere else. So we have, uh, we have other therapists that have heard about the, the free parenting support group, and they have sent, sent folks. So, you know, it's all about collaboration. You know, we, we don't want to just be like, oh, this is my client, right? Right. No, it's what would be best for the whole family and work within the family system. So I do, a, I just facilitate a family support group on both Tuesday and Wednesday, that same time frame, starting at 6 o'clock. And it's, it's more of, it's an open format, you know, what's going on? What, what, does anyone have anything particular they want to talk about? And if they don't, I always ha kind of have a, a word for the, for the day. You know, uh, a couple weeks ago I asked the parents, what, what does boundaries mean to you? Because I find that's a really big piece. A lot of folks, for whatever reason, they don't understand what boundaries are. There's more and more parents I have of a, have observed are being their friends to their kids. 
Why do you think that is? Why did I, and, and I think you and I are about the same age, you know, are, we're Gen Xers and, and we're, I'm wondering why our generation decided that being a friend was a better option than, than being a parent. I, we were raised by a generation mm-hmm. that was very much into controlling their house. We yes. weren't, we weren't the children should be seen and not heard generation. That, that wasn't us. You know, no. we, we, computers came into play for us and phones came into play for us. And a lot of things came into play for in our generation. But for some reason, when we look at the millennials or the, the, uh, the, the gen, the gen Zers and we're saying, Oh, they're so entitled. <clears throat> Those are our kids. They're entitled <laughs> because of how we treated them. When we say, you know, oh, they get a trophy for everything, then we should stop giving them trophies because oh, it was I our generation. You know, the 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 having a graduation ceremony for second grade and third grade and fourth grade and fifth, we got one in our generation. <laughs> and so I'm wondering where we got the idea that and and as someone as a therapist who facilitates parents groups, where did we get the idea? that we should be friends with our kids. You know, I don't know where the idea came from, but a big piece is there are more and more divorced families. So, you know, as a parent, you know, divorce is is so devastating. It sucks. Right? It's, it sucks. It sucks. So, and a lot of parents feel guilty because now the, the family's been, you know, torn apart, right? right? Um, even if it's, for very good reasons, yeah, yeah. you know, because sometimes there really is no other option, and that's the best option. So, if my first wife hadn't have divorced me, I, I don't know if we would have made it. it otherwise, mm. she she did what she had to do to save herself and my daughter from my behavior. So I'm while it sucked, uh, couldn't have gone on. There you go. I actually also got divorced from the first husband, and uh, yeah, it was. It was rough, but it was absolutely what needed to happen. So you're saying that the parent feels bad for doing it, so they back off on boundaries and parenting and try to be friends. To, and to try keep to be friends, peace. yeah. Try to keep the peace. Or, you know, there's so much parent alienation that goes on. So I want you to like me better than the other parent right. who, say, who continues for years saying bad things, you know, right. about the other parent. It's... I think that's part of it. Um, and then financially, you know how difficult it is to live independently these right. days, right? So I'm, you know, as a, as a single mom, I'm going to move somebody in too quickly. That happens a lot, right? Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's for financial reasons. Sometimes it's also, uh, um, you know, emotional, yeah, you know, I, I don't, don't want to be alone yeah. and I'm going to latch onto this person, but I haven't gone through all the steps that maybe you should go through and not make that decision. And all this is affecting the kids. It's uh, all affecting the kids, you know. Um, I also work out at Peakview Behavioral Health, um, you know, inpatient facility and working with the kids. You know, I see 12-year-olds that have become suicidal because the girl they liked likes somebody else. You know, on one hand, you want to say, dude, was that going to be the person you were going to spend the rest of your life with? Probably not. Not that it couldn't happen, right? Um, we've all heard of, you know, junior high sweethearts that have made it, right? But um, what, why is that? You know, we talk, you talked about, you know, like it, back in the day, our age. You know, I remember 
my first boyfriend in fifth grade wrote me this really cute little love letter and then, you know, folded it up into that little triangle. I still have it. But I was not heartbroken when we were no longer an item, right? I, my we'll get back to our guest in just a second. I got to make a quick shout out to two organizations that have really helped out Fire Mountain and Beyond Risk and Back at our booth here at the Winter Symposium. First is Guayaki Yerba Mate. They have given us cases and cases of this amazing, incredible drink to hand out to other people, to get people in the industry of mental health and addiction to understand the benefits of Guayaki Yerba Mate and brain recovery, brain building. I could, I could spend an entire episode, which I did, by the way, with one of the co-founders, David Carr. So go listen to that Beyond Risk and Back episode. And you can always Google benefits, scientific benefits, scientific research behind Yerba Mate. And you will understand why we give this drink out to people in the industry. This is a hidden gem that is getting more and more popular. So please support us being supported by Guayaki Yerba Mate and go pick yourself up a can and get some for your teens. And then second, I need to thank Psychotherapy Associates Winter Symposium people themselves for letting us be here and broadcasting this show and helping us email all of the speakers to get the information, the, 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 the new cutting edge research in brain development, addiction recovery, mental health. And I get to interview these incredible people and get their information into your heads, parents. So thank you to Winter Symposium and thank you to Guayaki. Okay, let's get back to our guest. You know, you and I both, you know, work a lot with parents, work a lot, work a lot with kids. Now more, I work with the parents of the kids in our facility as I have an incredible team. Uh, but I find myself, even though this is the first time a parent has dealt with what they're dealing with, right? Even if they've dealt with it before, this is the first time they've dealt with it with this kid. And I find myself having landed after, you know, 15, 20 years on a, on a set of a, a advice, a, a, a series of tips that I, I generally give that seem to support parents with whatever they're dealing with, with the kids cutting or running away or, or whatever. How about you? Because you've been running parent groups a while. While uh, our lives are so busy, one of the things I find myself saying to parents frequently how do you connect with your kid? Yeah. Do you have alone time with your individual children? Because, you know, many families have right. have multiple kids, right? right? How, how do you connect? And how you connect with one isn't necessarily going to be the same way you connect with another. Because we have to always remember, what worked for one kid may not work for the other. That's a really interesting question because it, it, that, that requires a level of analysis. How I connect with one of my kids is different than how I, you know, how I connect with my, my daughter is different than how I connect with my son. And I've, I've, I've just something I've done. I've not actually sat back and say, how do I do that? Like, what's, where's my, where's my, what's my process in that? That's amazing. Yeah, um, and it may really... You may have to go deep and, and really give it some thought. So, But one thing is, look at what, what is your kid doing, right? right. Does your kid um, – I, I don't play video games, so I can't, I can't think of the name of any of them off the top <laughs> of my head. Um, oh, Minecraft, there's, there's Minecraft, one, right? Minecraft, sure. I know um, my husband used to play video games with 
his son, yeah. my stepson. Yeah. That was one. And they would have conversations. I would hear them. So it wasn't all about, you know, they get into the, you know, doing all those movements, you know, playing the game. But they, I would hear them have conversation. They'd talk about school. They'd talk about whatever girl he was liking at the time. <laughs> um, they'd talk about the dogs because he had gotten, this is back, back in the day, um, we'd talk about his pit bull and how sweet she was, you know, things like that. Yeah. So, But just having those conversations, they may seem like they're just surface conversations at first, but you have to start somewhere and then you can go deeper because now you've created some sort of safe space to be able to talk, right? right? Um, I'm an avid hiker. My youngest is now 20, and um, she has been up several 14ers with me. And for people that don't know what a 14er is, here we are in Colorado. We have, what, 53? One or two of them. <laughs> we have one or two of them, right? Um, but she and I have done a lot of hiking, you know? And you're out there, you know? <laughs> and we have plenty of conversations like that. So you just got to, what, what way can you connect? Um, maybe it's in the car. Maybe you have a long commute, you know? Then you have a, your teenager's a hostage, Right? So (laughs) he's a hostage. So don't, you know, ask them to take those earbuds out. Let's have some actual conversation. And you can just transition that to, I want to hear what you're hearing. Tell me about the music that you're listening to, right? Listen, Teresa, that is is one of the biggest things because God help us, we all roll our eyes at the next next generation's music. Like, like (laughs) that is something we have passed on forever. Forever. I have asked my parents, I said, what's your kid's favorite song? They often don't know. They don't know. And then I said, well, I, today you're going to find out, and then we're going to print out the lyrics, and we're going to find out why that's their favorite song. Because if you look at the lyrics and you just react to the, you know, the, the lyrics you don't like. I loved Kiss. Kiss was my <laughs> jam. And my mom knew the words to my the songs. I played them loud. She told me to turn it down. I turned it up. But she still learned the words. You know, and I knew the words to my kids' music. And when when there was a popular song that they liked, we talked about it. We talked about the group. I didn't just react to the parts I didn't like. I actually took action and figured out who these people were. You know, we can react to 50 <laughs> Cent and his lyrics. The guy's written a brilliant book with Robert Greene called The 50th Law. And if we don't know that, we can't connect. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, you just have to. I always say, don't think outside the box throw the darn box away, right, right? Right. So whatever your kid is doing, figure out how to connect. That's really, that's the huge, the huge piece. You said something earlier that I don't want to brush past. Uh, you said that your your parenting group is free. Yes, it's free. We, we have an outside source that, that pays for my time to facilitate it. Sure. So we feel that parenting in this day and age is... It's become more difficult. Um, I'm actually I'm 56. My my kids run from ages 20 to 40, um, and it's it's very different. My biological children are from 20 to 34, and they went to the same high school in a small town. And by the time the 20 year old was you know was passing through, it was so incredibly different. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily in a good way either. Right. That's the thing. Um, bullying has 
increased so much. Parents don't know what to do about that. They try to complain to the schools, and it's just a, yeah, it's, they just don't know what to do about it. And sometimes their kid's the bully. Right. And they still, they still, know, uh, they still don't know what do to do about that? it. You know? Right. Um, bullying, back in my day, if I had a beef with you, you know, I would either come and tell you, send my friend to come and tell you, write something nasty on the bottom of the bleachers or in the bathroom, right? right. And then we, we had it out in, in some manner, right? And which didn't always lead to something physical. Right. It may have just been, you know, nasty shouting at each other out in the school parking lot or something, you know, when it was high school. And then we got past it. We figured out how to either just ignore each other or we got over it. And it's, that's not how it is, not with all the social media today. Talk about Peakview. What are you guys doing over there at Peakview? So Peakview, we have two adolescent units. Um, we go down to age seven. So at Peakview, uh, we, we, you know, we run the group therapy model. So we do a lot of groups. And it's funny, we were talking about music earlier. Sometimes, you know, we, we will um, pull up YouTube. And if it's a song that we don't know... As staff, uh, we look at the lyrics <laughs> to, to check it out. Um, but we run psych ed groups, so we do a, a lot of, let's talk about coping skills. Let's practice some coping skills. Right. Um, we, talk, we do process groups where, okay, hey, what's on your mind? You got questions, concerns, comments? Um, a lot of times kiddos will ask, how do I get out of here and how do I not come back? Yeah. Hey, I yeah. got a whole list for you. Yeah, exactly. Everything you did that got you here, stop doing it. Stop doing All it. All right, high five <laughs> that. Let's move on. Anyone else want to ask that question? <laughs> uh, we, we, you know, we talk a lot about what's your aftercare going to be when you leave here. Yeah. Because this is just for stabilization. Right. So you guys are an acute stabilization and, unit. Yes, You're getting exactly. kids who are suicidal. You're getting kids who maybe have OD'd and they're, they're done with the hospital thing. Yes. Their meds have gone wonky. They're really struggling. They're hearing things, mm -hmm. seeing things. Yeah. And for those kids that truly need medications, uh, yeah, of course, yeah, they, yeah. they're seen by a psychiatric provider every day. Of course. Um, getting, yeah, getting stabilized. And we have outpatient programs. So if it's a kiddo that's local, sure. you know, we have a PHP, partial hospitalization program. I always tell the kids that looks like a school day. Yeah. You know, so it's like that, that 830 to 3 kind right. of thing, right? And it's still more groups. And if they still need med adjustments, our doctors literally walk across the parking lot to the outpatient building. And we do an after-school program there, too. So. And that's OP, IOP? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, throughout the years, we've gotten a lot of kids from Peakview. I, I mean, yes. this is a... Uh, it, it is essentially how this works. When when kids go into stabilization and the, the, the psychiatrist, the therapist, the, the staff go, this isn't going to work going home. It's the third time we've seen them, stuff like yes, that. Exactly. This is where your team is starting to recommend, let's look at wilderness, let's look at a residential program, yes. let's look at a boarding school situation. Mm -hmm. And you guys make recommendations based Absolutely. on who you know. And, and sometimes they just get recommended to... You know, an individual sure. therapist. IOP, OP, IOP, a yeah. therapist. Sure, sure. Yeah. Sometimes they're just, oh, you're good, we're going to go back home and give this another shot. I, would, I mean, it Yeah, happens. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I've had um, kiddos that have been referred to the martial arts and mental health sure. program. Um, and sometimes that is a really good fit for some folks. So, yeah, you just have to, you know, we, uh, we staff every single patient um, Monday through Friday, the entire team. And when I say the entire team, it's the, the therapist. It's right. the nurse for the unit. 
it's the psychiatrist, it's the case, we have a case, case manager, case you manager, know. Sure. So what is going to be the best fit? And, of course, we always consider the parents to be part of the treatment team. They're not in that meeting, but they have daily phone calls from the therapist. Right. So we can see what, what is going to be the best for after. What's a, what's a way for people to get in touch with you, Teresa? Um, they can get in touch with me at the counseling couch, which is 719-473-6612. Wonderful. Um, yeah. Look Thanks. us up. We have a Facebook page. So, yeah. Thanks for being my first show of the day. Well, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. <laughs> this has been another episode of Beyond Risk and Back. Thank you so much for joining me, parents. Please remember to give us a listen, a like, a subscribe, and share us with your friends, other parents who need the support. I have a few people I'd like to thank. First is Frazier PR. I'd also like to thank Your Cause Consulting. And I need to give a shout out to Deepin Productions. As always, thank you to Mental Health News Radio for hosting this show. And I'd like to thank Guayaki. Guayaki has sponsored our booth here at the Winter Symposium. And of course, all my fans everywhere all over the world, thank you so much for making Beyond Risk and Back a number one parenting podcast. Remember, parents, take care of yourself first, your adult relationship second, and your children third, because in that way, we do our best work with our children. I'll see you next week. <laughs>